hola, hola, my name is Ricardo, I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 38 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. And if you're feeling generous, you can donate to us at voicesofwrestling.com slash donate. We're available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Gerard Detroit here with Paul Vosch. Paul, uh, something very big happened just after we finished recording our last episode yeah yeah it's uh, we did all of that long like song and dance about okay what are they gonna do with machina now what are their plans and then like essentially like right after the episode's released it comes out of shino's interest ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we, we 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 like got around we like recorded a podcast like the day after the carnival only for that episode to be you know com- mostly uh out of date yeah uh, very very quickly uh, I, I, I think I, it was pretty much to the date like a year ago when we actually released the episode where like nosava got fired while i was editing the episode <laughs> or <laughs> quote-unquote fired after mm-hmm. uh, we edited the episode and literally made the title like nosava was still the booker when we recorded this like this feels like like very close to that yeah. Although remember when uh, Mudo suffered that injury and we recorded like an an emergency like thing we tacked on the end. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and we were right about that because he ended up announcing his retirement. 
Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we were exactly right on that because it's like, yeah, his his hips fucked. Like, <laughs> no, he can continue. <laughs> um, so I mean, everyone's already talked about it, but do you have any thoughts about this? Uh, I mean, it is about the worst case scenario of what could have happened, really. So, I mean, the one thing I'm wondering about, like, because, like, the obvious narrative now is, like, this was his chance, and, like, now his time has passed, and we were kind of, like, talking about that as well. But, like, if he were to lose against Nagata, he's never going to win the Triple Crown. But I also feel like because it is an injury, like, to me, that kind of changes the narrative, doesn't it? It does. Like, like, I think he's still, like, I think it's not out of the question that he wins the Triple Crown in January at the New Year's show. That's certainly possible. But, yeah. Does that know, mean... like, like, do you think that's likely? Because I think, I think it's possible now. I think it's possible. I think we could also assume the worst because this guy's had two injuries in the last six months. Yeah, yeah. In that's, that's obviously the other thing. That is obviously the other issue here where they might just not trust him anymore after this. And I'm still relatively convinced that, like, Ashino and Hado were winning that tag league. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's also very possible. Although I could actually see Suwama and Anzai win that one. No, I mean the last real-world tag league. Oh, the last real-world tag league. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, they're going to they're gonna do it this year. But, yeah, no. I mean, that that is, like, too big. And then it actually makes more sense that he gets built up for, like, a title challenge. But, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think they have a story here where like he gets injured like twice and then they're just like, okay, it's now now it's actually now or never. And they just kind of go for it and hope he doesn't yeah. get injured. If he doesn't win it when he comes back, I just don't see him ever winning it. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Like that, that, like now it's like, that is an actual like now or never situation now. If he comes back and they just kind of slot him back in where he's been in like the la- past two years, then that's where he's going to stay until they like downcycle him even more he leaves or retires or whatever yeah so i mean it's very unfortunate uh once again all japan just hit by horrible timing on something like that although i mean well we'll get into it i it's like it sucks but also like it's not a glaring it's not as glaring a hole in the company as i thought it was going to be um yeah i mean it is kind of weird like what they did to like determine the replacement challenger Yes. But I mean, like, I mean, we were talking about the fact that, like, it is this, like, now or never situation because there's so many people coming up right behind him. So, yeah. And none of those, like, I think, like, as, as cynical as that sounds, I think it would have been worse. Like, the fact that Ashino got injured, like, it's bad, but it would have been worse, like, let's say, if, like, Yuma Aoyagi had suffered that same injury or if, like, Yuma Anzo had suffered that same injury or even Honda. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I know that sounds very cynical, but <laughs> he he is who he is. Like, he's never going to be, like, a top, top guy in this promotion. This was just, like, basically a thing of, like, they're finally going to do something with him. They're finally, like, using this guy that is really, really good. Like, th- he is who he is at this point, but you can still kind of, like, make him essentially, like, like because I think I was talking about that last year, like, really the point of this title reign would have been to like establish him as like a guy that is a essentially a like thing to overcome for the young guys yeah for sure it like it makes him a main eventer even if he's not the tippy top guy 
Yeah, exactly. Because, like, for example, like, Yuma and I need people that he needs to overcome because he's already beaten people like Suwama, so they can't be that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's it's unfortunate, but, you know, like, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's frustrating because, like I said, I had kind of given up on him, and then he actually, like, dragged me back, kicking and streaming with the (laughs) carnival, and he gets injured. Oh, yeah, we were, like, speculating that he was going to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he immediately, on the revert, like, the next day, he beats him up. <laughs> yeah, so it is what it is, unfortunately. But hopefully yeah. he comes, I mean, it's I've seen anywhere from, like, three to six months, so. Yeah, I mean, it depends, like, I think, like, he can kind of, like, wrestle in a cast, but, like, I don't know if they want to risk that. No, not with his track record. No, like I think, like like I said, if they actually want to do the whole thing, where like he comes back from injury and then wins the title, might actually make mm-hmm. sense to just like let him heal, bring him back, and like December, and then build him up for the New Year's show. Yeah. Um. So with that, we will continue on with the recent All Japan shows. We start with the Superpower Series 2023 on May 13th at Wolfhart Toyama in front of 439 fans. Paul, you didn't watch this show. I forgot about it. No. I looked okay, at the run so, sheet and I was like, oh, I forgot about this one. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll just point out the stuff. Like, first match, Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamara defeated Toyoma, Black Mensa Ray, and Rising Hayato in 9 minutes and 39 seconds with a Dan Lock uh, from Tamara on Mensa Ray. This was, again, one of the good, solid, um, like, All Japan Junior openers that they've been going with. And Mensa Ray, you know, wrestled seriously and everything like that, even though he was, like, sort of naming himself after the city, which he does whenever he's in Toyama uh, sort of thing. Um, and then we had Jun Saito defeated uh, Ryo Inoue in 6 minutes and 40 seconds with a Psycho Break, which is his Cobra Clutch Slam. I mean, you know, this is good, I thought. I mean, not expect, not surprisingly, Inoue was, like, playing, like, the underdog, but he unleashed, like, lots of big kicks, and Inoue's really over with that crowd. Um, and then we had, like, a the PWF World Junior title skirmish. Naruki Doi and Hokuto Omori went to a 15-minute draw with Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi. This was pretty good, very good for a 15-minute draw. And then we had Ryuki Honda and Masao, Masao Hanabata defeat Yoshitatsu. for the match before that. Did they, did they do like some stuff to like build up the title match? I mean, yeah, they did. Match. I mean, it was okay. like Aoyaki and Doi like wrestling each other and doing that sort of thing. Um... And then so Ryuki Honda and Masao Hanabata defeated Yoshitatsu and Uma, Yuma Anzai in 11 minutes and 41 seconds with the final vent from Honda on Anzai. Um, I mean, this was perfectly good match. Uh, nothing to write home about. Uh, still probably one of the weaker matches on the card, but I didn't mean that in a bad way. Um, and then we had... Uh, Congo versus Voodoo Murders, the hottest feud in wrestling. Uh, Manabu Soya defeated Ray Saito in 8 minutes and 25 seconds with a Dondo. I like this. I've been saying Ray has been great. And, I mean, obviously, there wasn't much to this match, but it was, like, an energetic, like, in terms of, like, the complexity of the match. But it was, you know, energetic, two large men running into each other, and that's where, like, Ray Saito excels the best. And then in the Jumbo Suruta Memorial Triple Crown Skirmish Premium Six-Man Tag Team Match, Yuji Nagata, Kento Miyahara, and Shuji Shikawa defeated Suwama, Takao Mori, and Satoshi Kojima in 16 minutes and 26 seconds with a backdrop hold from Nagata on Omori. I mean, this was a good match, 
pretty solid. I don't think you necessarily have to like go out of your way to see it, but it had a lot of heat from the crowd. And strangely enough, Nagata was in the jumbo role. He came out to uh, jumbo's rolling dreamer theme, the one with the lyrics, Mm -hmm. and he was wearing a jumbo t-shirt and everything like that. So he strangely got the spotlight, but I wonder if it's because he's the one with like the most, well, no, Suwama had, well, I think Nagata had like a more successful amateur career than Suwama did, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I I would assume it's because he's the Triple Crown champion. Yeah, I guess so. But for whatever reason, Nagata was like Jumbo's avatar in this match. Yeah. yeah. Which I was uh, didn't expect, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, because he is the outsider and everything. <laughs> and Suwama is more like stylistically a Jumbo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it is but, kind of weird to like, yeah, make the new japan guy to like but to me like the connection's got to be the amateur background i don't know like but i definitely um, think of subama having like a amateur background more than i do nagata i know that they both do but subama talks about it more basically yeah um and so that was that show i don't i mean i think it was solid but i don't think it's like drop everything and go out and um watch the show next up uh the next day on may 14th Superpower Series in Kisei Culture Hall, Middle Hall, in front of 619 fans. Rio Inouye defeated Black Mensa Ray in 6 minutes and 51 seconds with a horizontal cradle. This was a lot of fun. Inouye was over, and Mensa Ray, you know, it's like, you can still wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, maybe he's happy just being a comedy jobber, but, you know, I mean, this was actually a pretty good match. I mean, look, I mean, it's given him stable employment for, like, years now like lo- yeah he's been there like years. a decade like, at least yeah it's been a decade at this point and like before that he was just a guy that was just bouncing around the indies really so, yeah like i like i think he's happy doing that and it's probably like help like preserve his body as well so and then sure. like, so I said, can, like, like, like we saw here when he wants to he can turn it on yeah next up uh takawa mori defeated uh masao hanabata in six minutes and 48 seconds with the axe bomber uh, not much to this match other than Hanabata making faces at Omori. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, it was a solid like six, five, six minute Omori match. I mean, they're both, I mean, Omori, I still, you know, solid, even though he moves slowly. And I think Hanabata is underrated, but I mean, again, not much to it. No. Uh, Evolution it the, versus. It was the weirdest match on the card though, because it's like, why, like, why is this here as a singles match? <laughs> Yeah, next up. Evolution versus New Japan. Satoshi Kojima defeated Dan Tamara in 12 minutes and 26 seconds with a lariat. This was good. I really like this. Uh, and Dan got a lot of offense. Yeah, I agree. Because I think, I mean, I think early on it was like a lot of like Kojima dominating, but then like Dan like worked his way back into the match and Kojima actually gave him a lot. Like Dan got some really good near falls on Kojima. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of turned out how I expected. I expected, obviously, Kojima was going to dominate, but Dan was going to show some of his power. And so I thought it delivered in that. What I'm actually curious, because that was like the first time I ever thought about it, really, was like, I actually like standing him like across from Kojima. He didn't really look too out of place. So I was actually wondering, like, if he puts on maybe like a little bit more mass, is there a chance for him to go heavyweight? Yes, although Kojima's smaller than you think, yeah. um, height-wise. But um, I think it's possible. But yeah, he would have to add a little long, a little more mass. Yeah, and like he's I not think... even that small no. of a guy. His frame isn't even that small to begin with. Yeah. No, but I think like if he go if he goes like more like an Ishii route, essentially, like, I think that could work. Yes, I think so too. Um, 
Next up, Suwama, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito defeated Shuji Shikawa, Yoshitatsu, and Yuma Anzai in 9 minutes and 24 seconds with a backdrop suplex from Suwama on Yoshitatsu. I mean, it was a relatively inoffensive match by Voodoo Murder standards, mm-hmm. you know, which is the most you can ask for these days, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they really didn't, like, I, t- I actually started to think, I assume they probably did some cheating in there, but I can't There was a remember. weapon shot towards the end on Yoshitatsu. Ah, okay, yeah. But that was about it. Yeah, as I said, like, by the standards of Voodoo Murderers, that's, like, really quite normal. And, yeah, I don't. I, but otherwise, it was just a pretty unremarkable match. Uh, Ryuki Honda defeated Hokuto Omori in 8 minutes and 40 seconds with the final vent. I thought this was pretty good. They sort of botched the finish, but it sort of made sense because Honda, they were telling the story of, like, Omori kept escaping from the final vent. And then... You know, Honda sort of dropped Omori, but then went right back to it. So I didn't think it detracted it from it too much, but I thought this was very solid. Yeah, no, I actually kind of like the chemistry that these two have with each other. Yeah, they do. I also, I also thought that Omori actually got like quite a bit of good offense and on Honda as well. Yeah, but I think he should be. Yeah, no, 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 he should be. But it's also like it was very clear that Honda was going to win because they wanted to build him up for the match with T Hawk. Mm-hmm. So, but. Yeah, no, no, but like I, I feel like they, they have like very complementary styles as well because Honda's obviously like the like the big power guy and then Omori was like trying to be a bit more technical to like get around that basically to like overcome the power advantage and I thought that like it made for like an like it wasn't like an amazing match but I thought it made like a really I think there's potentially here for them to like develop like a decent little rivalry going forward. Yeah, yeah, they should give them like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah. Next up, uh, Yuji Nagata and Hikaru Sato defeated Kento Miyahara and Rising Hayato in 11 minutes and 7 seconds with a backdrop hold from Nagata on Hayato. I thought this was very good. I forgot this match was even on the card type thing uh, going into it, but uh, it did deliver like you thought it would, like anyone would think would think it would when you read the, those names. Yeah. What I was curious about, like, do you feel like they were trying to, like, sow some seeds here for Miyahara with Nagata? Uh, I did, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but uh, I think that's the direction they're going now. Yeah, that that's what I feel like as well. Because in the post match, they basically had Kento kind of like force the music guy to start playing his music, despite the fact that he was on a losing team, which is yeah. also the most Kento Miyahara move possible as well. Absolutely. So I was and like, then, yeah, interesting. <laughs> in the main event. Yuma Aoyagi defeated Atsuki Aoyagi in 17 minutes and 34 seconds with the Fool. You have to, if you haven't seen this match, you have to watch it. I dare say it was a smidge below, like, it didn't reach like a match of the year candidate level, but I went like four and a quarter on it. It was awesome. Just a great closing stretch with a bunch of near falls, even though, like, there's no way that Atsuki was going to win, but they wrestled (laughs) it like a big epic match, like, who's going to win type thing. No, no, I, I, I like this one as well. Like, I, I didn't quite like it that much. I think I, yeah, I think I just barely got to four stars for me. Because, yeah, as you said, like, to me, it was kind of hurt by the fact that, like, a, it was clear that Atsuki wasn't going to win this. But what I really liked about, like, how physical it was. I think it really was, like, another one. And I don't remember who said that, where it's basically, like, if it's family members or really close friends, you're always able to, like, lay it in more. Because you know they're not mm-hmm. going to, like, take it personally 
And I felt like this feels like that even more, where like Yuma was just like really just beating the absolute shit out of Atsuki here. Like he just really just laid into him, and then Atsuki had like all of these like great comeback spots, and he really made that crowd like believe as well uh, that he was that he had a, had an actual chance of winning as well. So for, yeah, and I mean yeah, this is in their hometown, so it had a lot of heat yes. too, which was great. Yeah, uh, like I assume there was like a the lot sh- of like friends and family and everything in, in the audience. Friend of the show, Alan Foral in the VOW Discord said this might be one of the best brother versus brother matches ever. I mean, how many really are there and how many are good? Yeah. I think, think he's got a point. Yeah, because I can't even remember any like Jeff. I mean, you have like stuff like the final deletion, I guess, if you want to count that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could count it. Trying to think of like other brother versus brother matches that the Sawyers ever had. The Sawyers, I but they, I don't think I actually remember any like memorable things from the Sawyers having matches mm-hmm. with each other. Um, the Saitos haven't really had matches with each other. Nope. Trying to, I mean, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, obviously. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, that would be the top, I think. Yeah. But if you made like a top ten list, you could put it probably like at like nine or ten or something. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. So that was that show, and then we move on to uh, May eighteenth at Shinkiba first ring in front of. Uh, it, they they were late to release the attendance, but it was two hundred seventy five fans. Uh. So, um, first on the show, uh, Jun Saito and Ray Saito defeated Hikaru Saito and Dan Tamara in nine minutes and fifteen seconds with the psycho break from June on Tamara, and. I thought this was good, uh, but I will also say that I think this is further proof that the Saitos are improving because this was much better than the first match that these two teams had. I want to say sometime in late 2022 or maybe early 2023, it was sort of disappointing. And so to me, like them, like I've said, the Saitos are best when they're running into other big guys, which is sort of somewhat surprising. I mean, that's always fun, but it's also fun watching large men throw around much smaller men and uh, they're getting better at that. I think in here. And I thought this was very solid. I'm really curious how their match uh, in uh, great is going to go because they're going to challenge for the, for the tag titles there. Yep. So I, I, I'm probably going to watch that one. Uh, I am too. Paul, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. They win. Oh yeah. yeah, No, I I think it's very possible. Because it's great, and they have no respect for their champions. No, and also great has gotten a lot from all Japan recently. (laughs) Well, yes, but also, I mean, um, uh, Hayato Tamara and Czech Shimitani have made like six defenses of that. uh, They held that belt forever now at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, the Saitos make good transitional champs, Hmm? and I think this is a good test run for them as tag team champions. Yeah. Like they've held they those belts use. for 263 days now. Yeah, and well, also Paul, I think that the Saitos are above the All Asia Tag Titles at this point. Yeah, because that was my thing. Like when I was like, oh, when they're gonna come back? They're gonna like if they put really if they had put with that title, but now they're like above that. Yeah. If they had put the All Asia Tag Team Titles on them as soon as they got back, that would have been fine. Yeah. But now they're above it. So I think instead of an always tag team title run, a G Infinity tag team title run would be a good set of titles for them to get a test run before. Because as 
All Japan World Tag Team Champions, you're expected to carry more than tag team champions in other companies. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, like you're you're a main eventer yeah. on shows and and stuff like that. And so, as much as I'm like the, they've gotten like a lot better as well. Like, do you actually want to put them in there with uh um with Onida who just got out of surgery basically? <laughs> yeah. Like that that that, that still doesn't feel like the smartest idea really so. onita can't take any of their offense yeah exactly like what are the site just gonna do <laughs> just brawl with them and choke them with like shit yeah and hit them no. with like chairs no but i actually think like the uh, the match they're gonna have with like both orchestra like regardless of the like finish for that one i think that actually has the potential to be like a really good match because they're just gonna toss these guys around well, they can, like hayato can go up toe to toe with them but they can toss shimitani around oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, like remember when when they did that uh, at uh, at the joint show with Great, but Shimatani was just like basically just getting thrown from like corner to corner constantly in that match. Yeah, exactly. And then um, you can have some. Well, I'm just trying to think like who you know. I I it's probably going to be like you know Ryuchi Kawakami and like Quiet Storm challenging them or something. Yeah. Next. Or another like bulk, yeah, because that would be like another bulk orchestra team that could challenge them. So there's people that you could put them in there mm-hmm. against, and I think, um, I think that that's their sort of uh, good place for them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then next up, we have uh, All Japan versus Black Generation International. Kotaro Suzuki defeated uh, Black Mensa Ray in five minutes and fifteen seconds with the Tiger Driver. I mean, it was good, but it was more of like a Suzuki squash. So I really felt like Mensa Ray didn't really get to do show off his wrestling skills, even though I think he c- could absolutely have like a good match with like a 10 minute good match with like mm-hmm. Suzuki here. No, but this was purely basically to like, I, I actually could see, and then again, Suzuki had, well, had just challenged Atsuki, but yeah, I mean, this was mm-hmm. really just like a squash match. Like to, yeah, I don't really know why, because I would say, think maybe to like, line up Suzuki for like a title shot down the line but maybe mm-hmm. it was also just again one of these things like I said both promotions trading favors and then like hey the fighters are gonna win the titles so like yeah. Suzuki gets to squash Mansure or whatever well so I don't even think Suzuki is a contracted great guy no because he is still because he's also indeed he's in burning as well <laughs> like they yeah. actually could have said that this is all Japan versus burning but that 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 would open a whole other like set of issues so i think it's better to go with black generation international here yeah and then next up a match i'm very excited to talk about evolutions crossover with colors hikari shimizu rina emakura and yuko sakurai defeated saki zones and chichi in 11 minutes and 33 seconds with the uh, dojimi dragon sleeper from sakurai on chichi well this is the first time i've seen a full match because they've posted like clips on youtube of the other evolutions shows this is the first time seeing uh zones and chi chi in a full match and i should add this is their only third match that they've had in their careers so you know keep that in mind uh i think i mean obviously both are green in a lot of ways i think zones is a better worker chi chi has a ton of charisma but they are clearly clearly very competently trained because you know, I mean, Suwam and Ishikawa and all that are going to be able to do that. So, you know, I mean, it was a a simple layout Joshi six, 
woman tag style and everything like that, mostly all action. And so I thought they acquitted themselves well here. And I think that they both have a lot of potential. And yeah. oh, and Zone's Lariat from the top rope is awesome. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I thought both of them looked solid, as I said. I think there's definitely something here. Still a little, obviously green. I mean, as I said, this is like the third match. So like you can't be expecting like super amazing stuff. But as I said, they acquitted themselves well and they I think they definitely showed enough potential to for like to see that there's that it's something they can build on. Yeah, well like I think Chi Chi clearly has the charisma and but I think Zones is a better worker. There were a couple of moments where Chi Chi looked a little lost. Yeah. And some of her like kicks didn't look like they really laid in very much or anything like that. But I don't think it's like it's nothing like oh this you know, it's like third match green yeah. type I stuff. I mean, again, like wouldn't be the first person that looks kind of shit in her third match and then turns into like an amazing worker. Like need I like need I remind you of Okada's return from excursion. Because well, yeah, you I mean, watch that, and then just just you go into a coma right after, and then you wake up ten years later, and you're told that this guy is actually one of the best wrestlers in in history. Like you would be very confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, uh, just tap out versus Gungnir of Anarchy. Ren Ayabe defeated Masao Hanabata in six minutes and twenty seconds with a modified backbreaker like submission. Uh, that sort of looked kind of cool. Um, I know I, I mean, they have Ayabe is like the king of, uh, JTO now and everything like that with the title. Although I still think he looks a little exposed in singles matches. Yeah. He still looks a bit rough around the edges. Like I, I think he's to me is like a guy that, like I said, he probably should like look into moving on from GTO because that's also a promotion that you can actually move on from because a lot more people do it. So because I think he would actually, like I said, he fit it, fits him pretty well in all Japan. So I think, yeah, he just, I think he would really benefit from like, like even like going a little bit back, taking a bit of a step back, and maybe like going a bit more into their dojo as well would actually, like, I think working with like Ishikawa and Tsuwama could really help him like figure out how to like actually make use of a size because I think that's something he still struggles with a little. Yes, I agree, and he. He definitely looks better in tags. In singles, yeah. he's more exposed. Yeah. And then um, the uh, World Junior or the World G- PWF World Junior title skirmish, Naruki Doi and Hokuto Omori defeated Asuki Oyagi and Rising Hayato in 10 minutes and 50 seconds with a Bakatari sliding kick from Doi on Aoyagi. Again, solid action. Good build up to um, the. Um, Junior title match is coming up on the 29th. I mean, what do you expect from these four? Um, and I think this gives the finish away on the title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was obvious from the moment he challenged them because I think Doi had a, had, had a really good title reign, but it was always going to end with, like, Atsuki getting the belt back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably going to, like, escape... Uh, like, it's probably going to escape the muscle bomb and then just go for the finish from there. I have to take a prediction yeah. on how that match is going to go. Because he's not kicking out of it. Like that's the other thing. Like he's not gonna kick out of it. I I mean maybe because Doi is probably winding down a little bit, but that's still like that's like the equivalent of kicking out of a out of a burning hammer, basically. Yep. Um. Do you want to see Doi shuffled out for another like junior outsider, or do you think you want to keep seeing him in all Japan? I I I'm perfectly fine with keeping. I love Naruki Doi. So I, I keep him around. Like it's 
don't need to put him at like you like he is someone that you can just kind of keep around if he wants to stick around. I think all of the like as a juniors in the division like they're still pretty young, so they can learn a ton of stuff from someone like Doi. And yeah. he's also someone that you can just basically instantly push back into being a challenger. Like you literally just have to have him win like a single match, and he's a credible challenger again because just because he's Teflon at this point. So he he just has like unlimited credibility with the crowd. Yeah. And then we had Yuma Anzai defeated uh, Rio in a way in eight minutes and 17 seconds. The German suplex hold. I mean, this is your top two students. I mean, I know Anzai gets a lot of the attention and deservedly show, but in a way is a, is prodigy a too strong a word? Cause he's really good for being like just under 18 months into his career. Yeah, I think it, I think he's definitely helping himself by looking like Kawada. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, I mean, also wrestling like Kawada definitely helps because, well, I mean, Kawada's awesome. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think there is something there with Inoue, like I said. The one thing I'm kind of like, is a bit of a size issue. Like, right. Because I think he is probably a junior. Yes, but yeah, I, I but I think these two have definitely like these two to me have like good, so good chemistry that I would actually wish that they could like face off in like proper like matches with actual stakes as well. But I don't know if we will ever get that because I, you know, is most likely going to be a junior and I is obviously a heavyweight. So who knows? But you know, you'll never know. But I, I, I definitely think there is something there with Inoue and. Absolutely. It also feels like it also like obviously they're not fast tracking him as much as they're fast tracking Enzai, but it also feels like no. he's already kind of on the cusp of moving out of the young boy stage as well. Which is I, he's far, quickly. he's further along than uh, like Tamara, Dan, and Hokuto were like eighteen months in. Yes, absolutely. He's further along than Atsuki was eighteen months in. in. Yeah, because Atsuki was good. <laughs> Atsuki was ba- actually actively bad for like the first year of his career. Yeah. And, so I think, yeah. um, I think Inoue could challenge Atsuki on this next title reign. I don't think that's out of the question. I wouldn't say that he will like that. It will be like a. It's probably it, it probably will be a, if they do it. It will probably be a title challenge on like a B show or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I think it it's definitely not out of the question. And then, like I said. He will, I, if he sticks around and if he doesn't get injured and everything, I would very much, I wouldn't be surprised if he is like junior champion within the next, within two years, which would be very fast. Yeah, for sure. Because it was like th- three and a half years it took for Atsuki to win that title. About Yeah, and Dan still hasn't. <laughs> yeah. And neither has Hayato. And Hokuto got a, they won those All-Asia tag titles in what, January 2022? Yeah, and he had and he had the six man tag title reign as well. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> look, it counts. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a good match, and like you know, I mean, just showing you the potential where the future of that company could be. Yeah. And then uh, world tag team title skirmish: Congo versus Voodoo Murders. Manabusoya defeated Suwama in six minutes and fifty seconds by DQ. It was obvious. It was a Suwama singles match in Shinkiba. It always ends in a DQ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't good. No. 
Yeah, it's, that. I don't know. Oh. It's, yeah, do you have any other comments? No, I'm trying to see if I can come up with anything, but I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe one thing, like Manabu Sawyer is like, well, actually, Noah is going to do a historic thing and they're going to be joint winners of DN1. Because both Manabu Sawyer and Keno are going to jointly win DN1 because <laughs> Sawyer also got body back. Yeah. And then poor Manabu Sawyer, when he, when he were like, ah, we're like, because the scientists were like, oh, we're not pi- we're pick, we're, we're picking up Keno, sure, that we can do. We're not picking up Sawyer. And then poor Sawyer had to like keep his head above the ground so that he doesn't get his like head, that he doesn't get head trauma from getting dragged along the ramp uh, in Shinkiba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, they could both, I mean, the two saddles should be able to pick up Sawyer. <laughs> Yeah, they should be, but they were just like, ah, it's Shinkiba, we're not going to bother. Like, that, that's the energy I got from that. Because yeah. it wasn't even that both of them pulled him, it was just, I think it was June was the only one that pulled him, and Ray was just like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, then, uh... on the topic of trash bags, uh, uh, I think we just briefly need to talk about the absolutely amazing promo that Keno cut inside a trash bag. Yes. So on the Keno channel, uh, like Keno has a YouTube channel for those that don't know, I think it's well worth to like subscribe to it. Like even if you don't speak Japanese, it's like Keno is like someone that's like very compelling to like listen to talk to, even if you don't understand what he's saying. And this was just absolute peak Keno where he's standing on the side of a river in a trash, completely covered in a black trash bag, just screaming completely out of his mind and just cutting promos on Suwama and how dare he put him in a trash bag. And then he pulls the, like, All Japan tag titles out of a trash bag and holds them up. Well, again, he's standing in a public space somewhere in Tokyo along a river, co- covered head to toe in a trash bag. It's absolute peak kennel. I can't get better than that. No, I mean, we'll get to that more in a minute, but I think this feud is really good, even if the matches aren't. <laughs> no, yeah, but, I mean, it, the feud is really good, and it's all due to kennel, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then next up, Yuji Nagata, Kento Miyahara, and Satoshi Kojima defeated Shuji Shikawa, Yuma Aoyagi, and Yoshitatsu in 15 minutes and 4 seconds when Kento used the shutdown German suplex hold on Yoshitatsu. Good match. Um, and, you know, I mean, a solid six-man tag between these guys, as you would expect. But really, the best part of the, the match was when Kojima came out. Yes. <laughs> because they all came out to Kento's theme, his team. And he came out, Kojima came out first, got all the pops, was like, you know, gesturing to the crowd like Kento with the like the hands in the <laughs> air. And then Kento came out to steal all the chance and did not look happy. No. I mean, but he then attacked they shook him post match. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I always love that about Like I said, to me, Kento is like, he's the baby face and he's like, the re- not the reverse, like, the, okay, reverse thing is wrong because that would mean he turns on all of his tag partners, but he's like the bizarro thing where everyone, every tag partner he's ever had turns on him eventually, but it's always deserved. <laughs> so it yes. just very much felt like that because Kojima got the chance when he came out and then Kento was like, what, oh, this motherfucker's getting chance and then like in the post-match, Kojima's getting chance again, so Kento just fucking Attacks him from behind, gets on the turnbuckle, is just like, no, 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 he chanted for me. <laughs> so great. So and good. then. I, I for... still don't get how he actually managed to make this work as a face. <laughs> this is such a heel move. Yeah, but it does work. The crowd's not turning yeah. on him. 
No, even though because he's, he's such an that asshole. That charismatic. <laughs> it just yeah. makes that work. And then main event number one contenders match for the Triple Crown. T Hawk defeated Ryuki Honda in 13 minutes and 22 seconds with the Cerberus. Pretty good match, I thought. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it only got 13:22 and everything like that. Um, I didn't really think the finish was in doubt or anything, which you could say could take away from the match. But I mean, you know, it was like some great chops from T Hawk and then Honda's rough style and everything like that. So I mean, I think it was like a perfectly good main event for the show. So you said the result was never in doubt for you. So you were always like T Hawk was going to win this. I thought so. Okay, because I actually thought that there was actually a chance that Honda was going to win it. And then I was like, maybe they're going really quickly with Honda. Maybe the Honda push goes even faster than we thought it would be. But I think it also makes sense to hold off on that a little bit more. But it is weird that we're gonna have an that we're gonna have a triple crown match between Yuji Nagata and T Hawk, and neither of them assigned to All Japan. Yeah, that's strange. They didn't have to do this. No. They could have just put Honda in that spot. They could have put Anzai in that spot. I think that would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that they wanted, they were concerned about drawing in Korokin. Yeah, but I like I, I think I said this before. I think one of the reasons why they're drawing badly in Korokin is because they kind of pissed off some of the hardcores with all of these like outsiders holding title wins. And so having a yeah. completely outsider triple crown match, I don't think is going to help with that. Nope. And also, what is great doing, allowing their champions to do this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. I mean, it's great, so they're probably going to be like, well, he gets beaten by Yuji Nagata, so it's fine, but like, I don't know. Unless he wins, yeah. but I have no idea. I don't think he has a chance of winning. I don't think so. He's not a guy. He's like, I think he actually would have a better chance of winning if he wasn't the G-Rex champion, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. Because he's not a, like double champion kind of guy where he's like the top champion of two promotions at the same time. Like he's not at that level to me. I think the match will be good. Yeah. I mean, one thing I might be a little bit worried about is like, because we've seen in the past with Nagata when he had that match with uh, Kento, where he, where it became clear that he wasn't able to keep up with Kento's speed. That T-Hawk might need to like slow down a bit to make it work with Nagata. But if he manages to do that, then I think they, have a chance of having a good match. Well, the God is delivered in every match for the Triple yeah. Crown. Uh, so I am relatively confident about that, even though no, he's 55 sure, his, years his, old now. His, I mean, but that's also like because the other person like kind of like worked with that. Like, for example, Kento like realized after the last singles match that he had that like, okay, I need to like work this a bit differently. And that's why this, the Triple Crown match was a lot better. And then, the Ishikawa match, I mean, as we talked about, was like 25% just both men just lying on the ground, panting. And then <laughs> the other and then the other part of the match was just them just like doing absolutely insane spots. It worked, though. It worked. Oh, no, it absolutely does. But I'm just curious what, like, because T-Hawk can't wrestle a normal T-Hawk style match. That won't no, work. no, that's... I mean, he can chop That's him. not going to... Yep. I think that's going to work really well. Yeah, If you just chop them really hard, and that that's kind of what they built this on, I think they can have a really good match. Yep. So the uh, the card for the Corican Hall show on May 29th, uh, this isn't in order, I don't think. Uh, Satoshi Kojima, Yoshitatsu, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba versus Toriyano, Black Mensa Ray, Mitsuya Nagai, and Kotaro Suzuki. 
I don't know why they keep using Toriano, but anyway. I don't know why they keep using the guy. <laughs> I'd rather see the guy than Toriano, in all honesty. Um, special six-man tag match. Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamer, and Ryo Inoue versus Yudo Nakashima, Ryohi Oi, Iwan Kosei Fujita. This will rock. I'm oh, yeah, pretty confident. Now, does All Japan finally get a win here? I could easily see that. because I mean, Inoue is definitely he could take the fall for the All Japan side. But again, I mean, Dan just comes up with a title win, and Sato is like, still kind of a push guy, so... I, I would assume that they're going to win. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the Young Lions have won all their other matches. Yeah. So I, I think they can take a loss, but at the same time, they could also it is all It is New Japan. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Shuji Shikawa, Ren, Ayabe, and Oscar Loibe versus Jun Saito, Kono, and Toshizo. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> this is this is certainly going to be a match. This is kind of random. Yeah. PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Naruki Doi versus Atsuki Aoyagi. Uh, I mean, I'm expecting pretty great things. I I feel like... Th- I would say this has a better chance of being the best match of the show than the main event does. That's actually possible, I think. Because if this, I, I, I have a feeling this could actually be better. I think they're gonna outdo their first match, and I think yeah. it has a chance of being better than the uh, Hayato title defense. Oh, okay, you're going that high, eh? Well, yeah, that Hayato title defense did get like over 20 minutes. Yeah, true, and this is kind of right in like if this like what we have here is like the actual order of the matches. This is. I'm not sure it is. I know I don't think show. it is. I don't think it's the actual match order. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think it very much depends how much time they actually get. But I could actually see the world, like the tag team title match, not go very long. Uh, yes. Uh, they have not uh, put the actual order out yet. Okay. Because if this is the semi-main, uh, then I think it will get time, and then I think it has a really good chance of being a top-level mm-hmm. match. Uh, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori. I think it'll be good, and I, but I think Kento and Yuma win. Yes, this is very much a case of like, well, I wonder who's taking the fall in this one. That's just, you know, it's very obvious. Very obvious Hokuto is taking the fall here. And then I think the next title challenger will either come out of this match, like whoever is like the person scoring the fall in this match, or it's mm-hmm. coming out of the next match. Okay, but the next challenger is going to be at Oda Ward. Oh, is that actually, oh yeah, right, it has to be Oda Ward. Yeah, okay, so it's going to be whoever gets the fall in this match. And yeah. probably Kento. Yeah. And then uh, Yuma Anzai versus Raiki Honda. Now, I'm looking forward to this. I just don't know... Who's going to win? <laughs> yeah, because I can see both sides. You kind of want to keep Honda strong because he just lost. But, like, you know, they're teasing, like, you know, Honda beating Anzai before and, like, tags and everything like that, right? This could go either way, I think. And, I mean, this was the I'm... plan for the show before Ashino yeah. got injured. That's why I'm actually sort of leaning Anzai. Yeah, same. I mean, you could build Honda back up. No, yeah. I mean, Honda can be very easily, like, built back up. Like, because they actually gave him pretty strong push during the Champion Carnival to really, like, show people yeah. that, like, he's going to be a guy now. And I think they've also done a good enough job of, like, establishing that Anzai isn't just, like, other young boys and losing to him actually is, like, it's fine. Something you can easily recover from. Definitely. And then, next up, 
We've got for the World Tag Team Championship. Sorry, we're sort of spoiling what we're going to review later. Yeah, that's the thing. It's massive spoilers coming for in like 30 minutes. Tenno and Manabusoya versus Suwama and Rei Saito. Yep. This, this um, will be an angle. <laughs> you think, are they going to have a match though? Uh, like, yeah, but I feel it's like five minutes. Oh, really? I, I, is Suwama... because, I mean, the thing is because it is going to turn into an angle and I'd rather they keep the match short because like, I mean, obvious what's going to happen here um yeah suama's been vowing to kick the saitos out of voodoo murders they don't listen to him yeah and then he's teaming uh, so, with everyone except for voodoo murderers in june so i really wonder what is going to happen here now um who takes the fall ah so you're thinking either suama takes a fall and the saitos use death as a reason to kick him out or the saitos uh, Array takes a fall, and then Subama's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kick you out," and then all all of the Wudu murderers turn on him instead. Yeah, that's possible. Or like, you know, doesn't Suwama need a bit of a humbling though? Yeah, I mean, I could easily like I I would assume that there's going to be like some sort of like miscommunication spot. Subama gets like covered in powder, and then eats like a DDT from Soya and gets pinned or something like that. Yeah, or even Keno pins him. Oh, Keno Pins. Oh, yeah, actually, Keno Pins and puts him in a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm... I mean, here's the thing, though. We said, oh, Suwama's turning so many times, mm-hmm. and it's never happened. No, I, I am steadfast on that. I said that when they announced the cards for June that he's turning, and I'm absolutely 100% sticking with that. Is that your lock? That is my absolute lock. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm betting all of my accumulated lock standings on this one. I mean, it feels like it, but uh, I'll I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. But I think it's probably happening. Yeah, because I don't think he's teaming with Anzai as a heel. That would just be very weird. Mm-hmm. But then the question Definitely. becomes: So if Suwama actually leaves Wudo Murderers, right? Yeah. And we still assume that that means like Wudo Murderers still kind of sticks around after after that. Um. I don't know, but what, are you going to have Kono team with the side? <laughs> so that's the thing, who becomes the leader? Because I don't think there's anyone then in there that is, like, a leader type. Taru. <laughs> yeah, but you need, like, a singles leader, essentially. Like, a guy that can be, like, a title challenger. Like, maybe not necessarily a title challenger, but, like, you know, someone that's, like, the clear, like, in-ring, like, leader. Because that's always how, like, like Japanese tables especially kind of work. And what I was wondering, because Suwama has been, like, tweeting at Satoshi Kojima. Mm-hmm. So, I think we'll see the return of Voodoo Murderer Satoshi Kojima. Would they, would they turn Sato- Kojima heel? Like, is, like, is that... What, can they work? get away with that? <laughs> well... that even work? That's the thing. Not even would it work? Can they get away with it? Like... I mean, all Japan... All Japan uh, New Japan does really seem to give a shit whether Kojima loses or not, or what the other promotions do with Kojima. Yeah, they don't seem to... I'm convinced that there is no, like, you have to have this many title defenses with Nagata type thing, either. Yeah, yeah, no, they're very they seem more, with Tiger Mask, but, yeah. They seem more um, interested in protecting the young lions than Kojima in Nagata. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, that's the smart yeah. thing, really. Yeah. Because, like, all New Japan got everything they wanted out of Kojima. Uh, so, like, now you can just offer them up to other promotions, and then yeah, and and there's well, first of all, I don't think they need Kojima and Nagata at all for anything. Not especially what we're going to Dominion and the G1. Yeah, because neither of them. So is they're going free to be all there. summer. Like, yeah, exactly. 
so that actually makes me think maybe if Nagata was like actually defending the title here because he might because we were like oh he's gonna drop it now but like if he's just sticking around for the whole summer anyway then maybe he is going to carry it for a bit longer yeah i mean that's possible it depends who his next challenger is yeah i mean if it's kento then yeah no <laughs> but like even if it's aoyagi then i also think he needs to drop it so yeah I, yeah i agree but then, I, I am yeah. curious, like, if Woodenmur- like my, my thing is more like, if Murder sticks around. I don't know. I think that would be interesting with Kojima as a heel. I mean, he was in it before. Yeah. Probably an it, ill-advised turn at the time. Yes, no, it definitely wasn't a good idea at the time. But I think now it kind of... I, I just don't know if you can get people to boo Kojima. But then again, no. he also hasn't been a heel in, like... Well, when did he get kicked out of... Kojima gun when like 2011 2012 yeah that was like the last time he was a heel and I, and even in Kojima gun it was like heelish I don't think he was like a full heel like they definitely went more heel after Suzuki took it over mm-hmm. so I, I I I would be interested to see if like Kojima would because it would be like something like different for him to do and I'm like I if he's game for that and I'm sure all Japan would be like fine with doing it as well yeah, for sure. So we'll see. And then the main event, Yuji Nagata versus T-Hawk, which we've already talked about. So do you have any yeah. final thoughts on this match? Uh, no, like I said, I think it has a chance to be good. It's like if T-Hawk manages to like adjust to Nagata. But yeah, I think it's very clear that this is going to be uh, this, that, Nagata's def- like, that Nagata's defending the belt. Yeah, I think that's like, I don't even know if I even want to give T-Hawk like a 5% chance of winning. 10. <laughs> 10. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, ni- let's say 90-10, yeah, because you never know. You okay, never but, so know here's... what could happen, but it's just, it seems incredibly unlikely. So the things I was thinking about, okay, so what if T-Hawk won? Who does he face in um, Oda Ward? Is he going to beat yeah. Kento again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, is he going to face, I don't think he's going to face Suwama. No. Is he going to face Yuma and beat Yuma? That would be terrible, but then... But then it also feels like, but if he wins, then and then he immediately drops it at Oda Ward, that's also weird. Yeah, no, that's dumb. Just why? There's no reason. If the if if they let Nagata lose to T Hawk, then they would have let Nagata lose to anyone in all Japan almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. So, so, so I, f- I feel like yeah, like Nagata defends it here, and then he drops it at Oda Ward to like Yuma or Kanto, probably mm-hmm. Kanto. Yeah. So that's. All Japan Pro Wrestling. And before we move on to Pro Wrestling, Noah, we just have a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Bet Stamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way that travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use the Bet Stamp app to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sports book will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sports books will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sports books. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all of the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances as a chances of winning long term on average bet stamp users win an extra thousand dollars yearly just by line shopping 
You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS store, Google Play, or through your browser at www.betstamp, that's B-E-T-S-T-A-M-P dot app dot A-P-P. To access all of these benefits, sign up using the pro, uh, sign up going to uh, www.betstampapp.vow and then sign up using the promo code VOW and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your Betstamp app account settings afterwards. So check it out. And now we move on to Pro Wrestling Noah. We've got two shows here, and um, they were, I think, relatively eventful. Would you say, Paul? Yeah. No, I, I thought both of them like they had some stuff on it at the very least. Mm-hmm. And so we go to Star Navigation 2023 at Korokan Hall in Tokyo in front of 935 fans on May 14th. I guess you got to say. Is that good for Axis's return match? Yeah, I, I'm not I don't sure know. because that's also literally all this show had, really. With yes. like the Axis return, that was really the only draw they had out there. I guess Ogawa versus Eita, but I would have liked them to hit at least a thousand. But again, no title match or anything else, and it is still significantly up from what they were drawing. Like it's still like 300 people more than they were drawing previously. When they had yes. like these Korokans that had like absolutely nothing on them, so I'm like, also I think like, their eh? their Korokans are sort of trending upwards a bit. Yes, definitely. But we'll see. So uh, first off, Extreme Tiger, Dragon Bane, Alpha Wolf, and Super Crazy defeated Amoska, Junta Miyawaki, Alejandro, and Lanzolot in eight minutes and twenty one seconds with the Wolf Driver from uh, Wolf, uh, sorry, uh, Alpha Wolf on Miyawaki. Paul, what's going on with Junta here? It definitely doesn't feel like they want to like push him at all. Like it's like he just like I said, it's so weird. Like he comes back in the new year, he has a great look. He does really well. Like I don't think he did bad. Like he did really well. He gets sent back to Mexico for like what felt like two weeks, but was like a month, two months maybe. And then he comes back with like a significantly less good look and is just completely just a complete non entity. He gets a win in his first match back. And then I think he's like taking the pin in every single match afterwards. Like, yeah, there's I don't know what's something up. weird going on with the young guys and Noah. Like, it really feels like something happened where like he, like it doesn't seem like he got, like, and it feels like he gets pun- got punished, right? Like he didn't get suspended, like presumably uh, Kenya Okada and Yasu Takayano did. But it also no. feels like. Wow, we don't know if they were suspended. On. Paul, we don't know if they're suspended because there's still no. no comment. Exactly. Like, we don't know if they got suspended, but it feels like they got suspended because yeah. they got yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- shortly before. So, again, this is just an extremely weird situation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just completely baffled by what is happening here, and it it just feels like they lost all confidence in Miyawaki, and I don't know, only, I guess only time will tell. If they're just like, yeah, we don't, we, we think this guy is trash, or if they're just, I don't know, slow rolling it. But again, mm-hmm. that does make sense because they like brought him back at the beginning of the year, immediately gave him a title match, made it clear that this guy is going to be someone, and then he just, they're just doing this. Yeah, it's bizarre. Match was a good little junior opener, you know, yeah. warm up the crowd and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really the big thing. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like who took the pin and everything. Next up, Shuhei Taniguchi defeated Stallion Rogers in 7 minutes and 48 seconds with the Have Nelson suplex. I like this. I just like Taniguchi beating up Rogers. It works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taniguchi just like tossed him around and then beat him. Like It almost felt like a squash as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they had plans for Stallion Rogers, they would have put him in like good looking guys or something. Yeah, that's actually what I felt like as well. But yeah, he just came back and he took the pin in his first match back and then he like got beat by Taniguchi here as well. So it just seems like they just want him as a body on the roster. Yeah, I think that's his role. I mean, he seems to be sort of over though. Yeah. That that's 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 why I think it's weird because again all of the comments. Well, I think that's like, why oh, they yeah, bring cool. him back, but they don't want to push him. Yeah, I guess I guess they just want him to like his fans can take his picture with, with him and like they can make money off of that. But yeah, as I said, doesn't feel like they want to push him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Chris Ridgeway and Daga defeated Hajime Ohara and Hiroki in eight minutes and forty one seconds with a pile driver from Daga on Hiroki. <sighs> I don't know. It was fine. Yeah, it, it existed. I don't know. This, this yeah. was also... Did you notice on commentary, because this show had English commentary, they mentioned that Daga had recently challenged for Tyrus for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. But he has. Jesus, like... That was in Mexico. Oh, but it's just, I just, it's just funny that they, 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 they brought it up and put it over as a big match. And that also feels like Daga fed that to them. <laughs> <laughs> like mentioned that it challenged uh, Tyrus. It's like, yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> Uh, okay Uh, and then Masa Kitamiya Daki Inaba and Yoshiki Inamura defeated Saxon Huxley Timothy Thatcher and Hideki Suzuki in 11 minutes and 32 seconds with the when uh, Inamura used the Muso on Huxley which got a big pop Mm -hmm. and then it looks like Kitamura and Inamura are going to challenge for the uh, Huxley and Thatcher I thought this was a good little six man tag actually like all action type thing built up Inamura perfectly and the crowd loves him yeah I was also like oh my god holy shit Yoshiki Inamura get a pin on someone I was like that's that's not a thing that happens very often unfortunately but no. then they immediately got beat down to post match like no it's just like yes we're gonna give you a pin but can't let can't allow you to get too hot so you're gonna get a beat down right after mm-hmm and uh, next up, Naomichi Marafujin Hayata defeated Sean Legacy and Dante Leon in 12 minutes and 34 seconds with an inside cradle from Hayata on Legacy. Come on, what was that? Yeah. I don't like that finish. No. Like, because Legacy is also clearly, like, a heavyweight, right? Legacy's pretty good, too. I really like Legacy yeah. and Marafuji's chemistry. Yeah. I think Legacy, Legacy, like, if we're talking about, like, another guy to add to good-looking guys, like, I think Legacy is a perfect guy for that. I think so too. I think they have something with Legacy. Yeah. So it's weird that like they're kind of like, dropping him out to Hayata, but I mean it's whatever. Like it's a random like tag match. Like no one. Yeah, but it's just that. like oh, you know, it's just like the lamest stuff. Like uh, Leon like went outside of the ring and like grabbed the GHC Junior title and was like ooh, I'm and held it and was like ooh to like sort of like <laughs> anger Hayata and everything like that. It's like. The most basic, uninspiring feud. I mean, yes. I mean, it's Dante Leon versus Hayata. It's like literally like I, I actually struggle to like think of like a worse feud that you could do in the junior division. I, I guess maybe like O'Hara versus Hayata would be worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, next up, Yoshinari Ogawa versus Eita went to a no contest in 12 minutes and 41 seconds. 
with when Hayata interfered and then turned on Stinger and joined up with Ada. Wait, what, 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 what is there left to say about this? Like, really? I don't know, but it's actually pissing me off more than usual. Yeah. I but mean, what, you know I, what? What, I, what I will say about this, right? What this just to me is like, uh, what, like, what they've actually managed to do is they managed to WCW dispute. And what I mean by that is that basically no one cares about the matches and everyone just looks towards the entryway during the matches because they know someone's going to come out and interfere. Yeah. Well, and there was also interference all throughout this match. Yes, that too. It was just nonstop. Like it was Ada against like all of Stinger, basically. Yeah. Look, I got to admit something, though. I sort of liked the match until the finish. I mean, it wasn't bad. I think Ada, because Ada is actually a pretty good baby face. Well, and it was when, Oga- when yeah, like Ogawa be. working over the leg and everything I thought was fun. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if this had just been a straight-up match, I think this actually could have been really good. But, yeah, they just need to do, like, the need to do the WCW 2000 stuff, basically, here. Yeah. It's just such a waste of two really great workers. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Kaito Kiyomiya, Takashi Sugera... As Sushi Kotoga and Seki Yoshioka defeated Jake Lee, Anthony Green, Yohei, and Tadasuke when Kotoga used the kill switch on o- Yohei in 18 minutes and 23 seconds. I thought this was pretty good. And then after the match, they, sort of, they set up Lee versus Sugera. And I thought in this match, Lee and Sugera had some pretty good chemistry. And Paul, I think Lee versus Sugera could be the best match Lee has had in Noah so far. I, I, I can see where you're going with that one, yeah. Because Segura is like, because he's basically, he's not going to take any of Jake Lee's shit. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of so how they can... played this year as well. Where like Jake was, like, because it wasn't Segura that challenged Lee. It was Lee that mm-hmm. challenged Segura. Yeah. Right. And they were putting that over in commentary. No one came out after Lee's no. beat Marafuji and everything like that. So Lee's just like, I'm going to pick my own challenger now. So I'm just like, I'm going to pick Segura. So what I'm wondering about, do you think there's like a thing that like backfires for Jake Lee and then? Sugera beats him. I I don't think you can rule it out, but I just don't... To me, it's... Well, I don't know. Maybe. Because I thought Go was going to beat Lee, and that was a good story. Mm-hmm. But now, like, Go is in Axes, and I don't think it's going to be Kaido, so I really don't know. Who's actually going to beat Jake Lee? <laughs> but I assume it's going to be the winner of the N1, right? That's got to make the yeah. most sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, like, I think... I, as much as I would enjoy another Segura reign, I don't think Segura really has like interest in being like the top champion anymore. Because he's carried that company on his back for like literal years. Uh, it's been 14 years since his first title win. Yeah. Or it'll be 14 years this summer or fall or something. It was later in 09 when Go tanked. <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't think a lot of people like if if you've only started watching Noah recently or like you're a bit younger, and you only see like this version of Go Shiozaki. Go Shiozaki's first title reign was really bad. Like that that actually almost ended. Like I don't think it like it it almost ended his career as a main eventer. Like it's actually surprising he recovered from that. Well, yeah, because um, yeah, Segura won December six, two thousand nine. Yeah. Was so... uh. Yes, and then he yeah, went he on also, a, he's like the absolute like top guy for like the GHC title as well. Uh yeah, uh his first reign was five hundred and eighty one days with fourteen defenses, which beat the Kobashi record of thirteen. Yeah. And um 
Like he's held that belt for over a thousand days. Like and like if he doesn't hold that belt, he has uh, the most days combined yeah. uh, days of a thousand and sixty-four. Yeah, like he's the absolute Fought, top Do you know who's guy. number and two? If, if he doesn't hold that belt in like twenty sixteen, Noah probably goes under. Do you know who the number two uh, most combined days is? Uh, number two, it probably has to be Go, right? Because yep, he had to, it is Go. Yeah. At eight eighty-two, that last rain, like he really like shot up there. Yeah, I mean, he might end up beating Segura's combined days. I mean, he doesn't. He only needs like a decently long, like one more title reign, right? If he gets two hundred days out of his next title reign, he beats him. Yeah, it's just the question is if his body can hold up. That that's more of like I think he beats him if his body holds up. Yeah, I think he's getting at least one more reign. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely think he's winning the title again. It's just the question: how long will he hold it? Now here's a. Funny one for you. Jake Lee's held the title for 65 days. Mm-hmm. Who ha- who are the three people who have had shorter combined or title reigns? Shorter There's combined. only three. Well, Takeyama, right? Yep. 16 days. Uh, how long was the Ogawa reign? Longer. Oh, the Ogawa reign was longer. Okay. 153 days. Okay. Uh, Yoshinori Ogawa's hold the GHC title for more days than Keno has. <laughs> That tracks. <laughs> by three days. By three days. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, who else would have held the title shorter? Uh, Rikio? Nope. No. Rikio had a 245-day run. Oh, jeez. Okay. That one felt really short. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I assume it's going to be, but, like, so peop- like, the other two also only held the belt for, like, one time, right? Yep. Okay. Kojima? Yep. 34 days. No, Muto had a longer reign. I'm trying to think. Who's the last one? Did Tanaguchi ever win that belt? I nope. Think he did, no. Because I was thinking who would be like another person that would have won that belt but would have lost it really quickly again. Or did they ever lose it? Or did they ever lose it? Huh? Oh! Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's um, it's uh, Fujita. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Now, yeah, because he has that Lee one. Is, like, yeah, <laughs> really Lee short. is closing in on Akira Tawe's 78-day reign. Yeah, I mean, who is the real fourth fellow? And then uh, once he beats Tawe's, the next is Muda, Mudo at 114 days, which I think he might beat. Yeah, I think if he beats Segura, he, he'll beat if that. If he holds it past the end one, like until the end one, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, easily in that case. Yeah, because. Yeah. The end doesn't end. And he'll probably beat Eddie Edwards, who had 118. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Nagata's reign was 147 days, so he might come in around there. Because mm-hmm. so. it's like Yuji Nagata, 147 days. Keno, 150. Yoshinari Ogawa, 153. Kensuke Sasaki, two reigns at a total of 170. Or sorry, one reign at a total of 176 days. And then it jumps up. To Rikio's reign, which was 245 days. Okay, so and then, then I don't after think that we get to like actual like. I don't think Jake so. is getting to Rikio, but I think no, he could. No, the no, other guys. no, no, no. But then he would yeah. have to hold it until like the New Year show, and I don't think he's getting there. Yeah, but uh, he could those other ones. Yeah. No, I think I think he's definitely get. I think he's definitely getting the card. I think that one he should get to pretty. Because the N one right, like I think. The N1 wraps up, like, early September. September 3rd. Yeah, but 
then they're not like but that's just the final and i think like generally like two weeks later they do the title challenge for the first yeah it'll be at least two weeks so he gets to mid, he gets at the very least he gets to mid-september yeah and we're only in may now so like he yeah. gets like quite a, like he gets the entire summer that's like an additional three months like that's mm-hmm. 90 days already there like that's yeah. already 150 days like he's already like past yeah. nagata and he also gets like half of september on top of that yeah so he'll probably go. He'll probably finish just below Ogawa or just below Sasaki or at Sasaki. Yeah, yeah I think it's like just around by Sasaki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's where Lee is uh, etching his legend, I guess. Does that put him in the top ten of all-time JHC champions? No. Um, Rikio. Oh, so Sasaki is at a thirteen, at, and then Kenta's number ten right now at three hundred forty-three. Okay, yeah, no, he's he's not getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like Nakajima's reigns, two reigns have been four forty three. And then Marfuji yeah, right, is like his first five reign was like super long, yeah. And then like Marfuji has five hundred and ten. Kiyomiya has Kiyomiya's number seven at five fifty nine. Yeah. And then Akiyama five eighty nine, Morishima five ninety three, and then Misawa seven ten and mm-hmm. Kobashi seven thirty five. She and then she got that in just one reign. <laughs> yeah. And he's number three with one reign because it was a 700 day reign. Yeah. So, yep. That's where Lee stands in the, the Hall of GHC champions. Yeah. He, he'll get there. Um, he'll get at the very least close to the top 10. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so our main event uh, Keno and Manabu Soya defeated Axis, Ghost Yozaki, and Katsuhiko Nakajima. In 17 minutes and five seconds with the PFS on Keno versus Shiozaki. So I'm a couple of minds of this match. It was pretty good, but they didn't go all out. They're also telling the story that like Go is still like weak and his body is still not fully recovered and everything like that. I did like how Congo targeted like Nakajima and wanted to kick the crap out of him too and everything like that. But I don't know, maybe shouldn't you sort of aim to have a more explosive match on the return? I don't even think the losing was the big issue. No, yeah, I also thought it was that this match was just kind of okay. And I also agree that the finish was fine because, again, Keno and Soya was like... Like, Keno is a double tag champion right now and they were going to have like yeah. a tag title match on the very next show. So you don't want to like have him lose here. And I don't have a problem with the, yeah. the Shiozaki uh, is, is weak story. I just think yeah. you could have milked more out of this match. I mean... I guess so, but then again, I also kind of get the logic where, like, you do the Shiozaki's weak story, and you kind of keep some stuff back for, like, a later match, essentially. Yeah. Because now, like, if, like, for example, let's say they, they actually bring back the Global Tag League, for example, mm-hmm. I could easily see this be a final for that. Yes, that would be a good final. And, like, it's an established thing now where, like, Keno and Soya beat them, beat them on their, like, reunification match, so, like, now Axis has something they can build to where they can, like, win the Global Tag League, beat Ken and Sawyer doing so, and then, like, challenge for, like, the, the GHC heavyweight titles after that. But if if they're going to do a Global Tag League, then presumably it's going to be in, like, October yeah, or November. That's the or... question, yeah. <laughs> and then, so it's like, that's... Keep... If they do it this year, Go's not touching that, going anywhere near that GHC title till the new year. No, but I'm not opposed to him, like having a GHC title match at the January Budokan show. Yeah, no, neither neither am I. I think that's also a good spot. Well, I mean, I also have a very selfish reason for that. Oh, right, you're going to be there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I, I will gladly take a Goshiyazaki title challenge live in person. <laughs> I, yeah. I have no issues with that. No complaints. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that was that show. I mean, Axis is still incredibly over, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I found interesting is that Nakajima shaved. Yes. He got rid of his facial hair. Yeah. Because it was while he was in Axis that he actually started growing out the facial hair. So that's why I was like, it's yeah. kind of weird that he actually shaved it now that he's back with Axis. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I get it, though, because it is kind of freshening up his look because he had that look. Like, it's a, it was a really good look, but I also get why he's like, I'm a, I think it's the easiest way for him to make it very clear to the crowd that he is just the face now. Yeah, for sure. By ba- being a baby face with a baby face. Yes, like literally looking like a baby face. He also looked like he de-aged, like... Fine. Yes, he looks much younger. Yeah. And he doesn't he even like have he's... that much facial hair to begin with. No. No, he's very much in like my camp where it's like, no, this is like this is all you're getting, so good luck. Mm-hmm. literally he literally looked like he was like below thirty again. Like he's thirty five, but he like looked like he was like, like twenty five. Late twenties. Yeah, he looked like twenty five. Yeah, for sure. And then so we move on to Sunny Voyage twenty twenty three on May twenty first in Kobe Samuel Hall. 891 fans, um, no vacancy. Uh, that's not bad, actually, for Kobe Sambo Hall. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, they put, like, a title match on there, but I think it's actually mm-hmm. outdrawing what they've done there previously. And I think yep. it's also... I mean, obviously, Dragon Gate only ever runs, like, house shows there. But... Right, because the Dragons are, like, 300, 400, 500. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so New Japan has done, like, 1,200 not that yeah. long ago there. Yeah. So... I think it's decent for an outside Tokyo Noah show, honestly. Yeah, definitely. So, no, I, I think this is a good number. Uh, first match, Hajime O'Hara and Hiroki defeated Alejandro and cra- Super Crazy in 8 minutes and 5 seconds with the uh, Muay Bien uh, from O'Hara on Alejandro. Muay Bien, or I, my Spanish is horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just an opening match. There's nothing to it. And then Hayata, Dragon Bane, and Lancelot defeated Dante Leon, Extreme Tiger, and Alpha Wolf in 11 minutes and 14 seconds with the Kula del Dragon from Bane on Wolf, Brother Pin's brother. Um, I mean, these these Lucha matches are getting repetitive, but they've hit the spot. Yeah, no, I mean, they are fun, but as I said, it's like the same guys doing kind of the same things every single time. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they're cool to look at. And I, and, I mean, I get that it's probably better for, like, the live crowd because they haven't seen it yet, maybe. But Yeah, yeah exactly. Can, like, it's it's fine for a touring show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and this, Kazu, was, this you... was just, a, like, I mean, this was just, like, an upgraded house show, essentially. Yeah. Kazuyuki Fujita, Kendo Kashin, Masato Tanaka, and Dave the Clown. This is the actual Masa... main event. Yes. Defeated Masa Kitamiya, Daiki Inaba, Yoshiki Inamura, and Shuhei Taniguchi in 14 minutes and 5 seconds when Dave used the package pile driver on Inaba. Uh, you know, I didn't think this match was that good from a technical standpoint, but I had fun watching Dave the Clown and Noah. Yes, Dave the Clown Wolf as well. <laughs> like, he, he, I think he also, like, because I don't think he's ever had a match in Japan before. Like, I can't remember if he did. Let me take a look. I am pretty see. sure he's, like, exclusively Mexico before this. Yeah, like, I don't Yeah, I don't think he's ever had a match in Japan before. 
So, like, for his very first match in Japan, he did really, really well. Like, he was just immediately like, okay, this is what, what's going to get me over with this crowd. I'm just going to chop people really hard. Yeah. And it works. So, no, I, I think Dave the Clown rules, and he is now officially the global honored clown. <laughs> he is indeed. Um, no, he's only wrestled in Mexico and the States. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I... I it is kind of a random grab bag of just clowns that they bring. Oh, clowns. <laughs> of, uh, a random grab bag of foreigners that they bring in. But I think sometimes they just really hit, and I think bringing in Dave is really good. Uh, but I'm also hoping that, that this now opens uh, the door for more clowns, especially Psycho Clown, to come in. And we're, we're going to have more, like... I mean, hey, I mean, if, you're, if you want to do it, you can, like, fuse them with, like, the good-looking guys, and you have, like, the good-looking clowns. Paul, did you see who tweeted at Dave the Clown and Nosawa? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, talking about who should beat Jake Lee. Now, that is the actual person that should be- beat Jake Lee, and because that is none other than Negro Casas. I think Casas is angling for a Japan booking. Yes, he very much is. And I, First I'm of all, all it's in been, favor of that. How many years has it been since New Japan booked Negro Casas, actually? Because he was a regular there. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, he he's old. He had to have had like a like some Fantastica Mania. I think probably was like his last. Like, let's take a quick look. Oh, it was oh twenty twenty two. But oh no, that was in that was in California though. That doesn't count. Um. Oh, he was on Fantastica Mania in twenty. Oh yeah, he was on the twenty twenty Fantastica Mania. Okay, so that. But is, they won't book him. They won't book him now that he's left CML and gone to yeah, AAA. Exactly. So it makes sense for him to go to Noah instead. And. Nosawa can't say no to Negro Casas. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. If he's booking Lancelot, he absolutely needs to book Negro Casas. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here, otherwise? Like, you're bringing in Daga, you're bringing in, like, Extreme Tiger, but you're not bringing in Negro Casas. Like, it's just actually delusion if you don't do that. And, look, and I know that everyone is talking about, like, Noah only books old people, blah, 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 and, like, only pushes the old guys, and that is true. But, look, like, come on, like, I, I, I talked Timothy Thatcher and uh, uh, and Suzuki having a tag title reign. So the next thing I'm going to talk into existence is a Neko Casas GHC heavyweight title reign. Oh, I would... <laughs> um, well, I've, already, I've already got the finish booked out. Uh, Lee is he going should be Hayata for the junior title. And then title. he gets rolled up in a casita and pinned for the 1-2-3 and then Casas the <laughs> champion. I would, I would, I'd be satisfied with just him squashing Hayata. <laughs> oh god yeah title. that would actually would be amazing as well <laughs> it's just just the bell rings and like immediately gets rolled up one to three in like 10 seconds <laughs> and you know what and because it's Cassis as well like it doesn't matter like he can just lose the bell real quickly and then if you want to get half higher to have a seat back you do like a hair versus hair match because Cassis doesn't <laughs> care <laughs> yeah that's funny so, yeah, no, Nosawa, like, pick up the phone, like, get this guy into Mexico and, like, ASAP. For sure. Um, Yoshinari, in the next up, Yoshinari Ogawa, Chris Ridgway, and Sean Legacy defeated Kaito Kiyomiya Amasuka and Junta Miyawaki in 14 minutes and 28 seconds when Legacy pinned, you guessed it, Miyawaki. Yep. Okay, but to be honest, I thought this was a fun little match. Yeah. And no, Legacy no. continues to impress. Exactly, and it's also I think it's less bad if he like gets pinned by like a heavyweight. So, but it's technically a heavyweight. I mean, we just assume he is, but like I mean, you can't make this guy a junior. That, that would be even weirder than Takano being a junior. 
yeah uh, no um yeah you could do something with legacy for sure um because but yet the weirdness the weirdness of the miyawaki booking just continues of him just being a jobber mm-hmm. and the next up daga beat ada in eight minutes with the diablo wings i mean technically he did yeah that, that's what happened <laughs> i mean it was fine dare but i there say was also even... non-stop interference in this match as well yes because yes, yes. technically daga like you see diablo wings on ada but there was after like basically ogawa just held him in place yeah it's so bizarre but you do what you you know it is what it is i mean this has to lead to like a hair versus hair match right or like something can't have us go through all of this and it just maybe it just kind of ends just beat us out but there's just so much heat they're building up here that like you have to do some sort of like at west's match or like a cage match or something mm-hmm. or you know uh Hayata will just turn on da- or uh Ogawa. Or, or Ada no. will turn on Hayata. Sorry. Ada will turn on Hayata. That's what I meant. Ada will turn on Hayata, Daga will turn on Ogawa, and then Daga and Ada are back together because why not? Sure. And then next up, Goshiozaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Masakatsu Funaki and Shuji Kondo in eleven minutes and five seconds with the going lariat from shiozaki on kondo i like this actually and i like funaki and go like going at each other and everything like go had like a bloody chest and everything at the end of this oh yeah funaki really funaki seemed motivated this match which he really is in these tag matches yeah and also did you see funaki and nakajima go at each other after the match Mm -hmm. so they're continuing that like nakajima left congo so congo is like out for blood uh, on nakajima currently yeah so i mean that's a good feud for now mm-hmm. for the for axis um and everything like that um i get but the thing is like it's sort of weird though because like keno's also like got the tag multiple tag titles <laughs> so yeah. that's sort of like keeping him from doing other stuff well they got that match coming up i should say i mean technically they pinned one half of the open the Dreamgate champ- uh, champions oh that's true yeah i don't think they're gonna get a shot for those spells that would be even weirder. <laughs> uh, no, that would be. Well, would it draw? If you, I, I, yeah, probably. Depends where you do it, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. But Shiozaki and Nakajima is like open to Twin Gate Champions. It's just a very bizarre like thought. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we go to um, Jake Lee. Good-looking guys, Jake Lee, Anthony Green, Johan Tadasuke defeated Naomichi Marafuji, Takashi Sugera, Atsushi Kotoga, and Seki Yoshioka when uh, Yohei used the dropkick on Yoshioka. Again, another solid, you know, Noah upper card, six or eight-man tag match, setting up the, like, I don't know, Sugera might have, might have gotten me into the most interested I am into a Jake Lee title match in Noah so far. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I mean, I I think they've been doing a pretty decent job of like doing the build. Uh, yeah, no, I I am actually looking forward to the uh, to the junior tag uh, tag title match as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think actually like uh, I think um, Kotoga and Yoshioka is actually one of the better teams that they have in that division. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they'll they'll have a good match with them. Yeah. And then in the main event for the World All Japan World Tag Team Championship. Keno and Manabusoya defeated Suwama and Kono in 21 minutes and 12 seconds with a jumping DDT from Soya on Kono. So, look, 
The match was okay. I would say, actually, the main event of the Corican show was slightly better. Mm-hmm. But the sheer amount of heat that Keno and Suama generate as, like, Keno the face and Suama the outsider heel, yeah, that's pretty great, honestly. Yeah, that's what actually put, made this match. It would Keno again. <laughs> if, if this match didn't have that heat, I'm, it would definitely have come across a lot worse. Yeah, no, that that's what I remember as well. Was like I, I was like, this match is fine. I don't think it's great, but it, it it definitely is helped. But like that that crowd was really into it. I don't think you can deny that. Yeah, and it helped it and everything like that. Yes. And no, so we now come, like Suwama's angry. We come full circle. And he was talking, you know, and Suwama was talking about, oh, come and, oh, you had a Noah referee. Well, now Wada's going to count properly or something like that. Maybe that is the new leader of Wuda Murderers. <laughs> Maybe. Kohei Wada? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's why Suwama never hit him with that chair. He always, <laughs> he always threatens to hit him with that chair, and he almost always never does it because he is, he is the higher power. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, Kento. It was me all along. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so that's that. Upcoming shows, uh, May twenty eighth. It's in Bandage or Nagata at the Bandajima Multipurpose Plaza. The only match of note on the show is um, Goshi Ozaki and Kazuhiko Nakajima versus Kaido Kiyomi and Daiki Inaba. And I think you could figure out what the result there is. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, very clear. So. And then on May thirty first at Shinjuku Face, sort of strange. But I think they've all sold it out. Yeah. Or come Which, close to it. I mean, if you put that kind of match on there, you better sell Shinjuku face. Yeah. Uh, Keno versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. Paul, who do you think wins? I would say Nakajima would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Because you kind of want to keep the story going where it's like, Go is still kind of like the weak part of Axis and Nakajima just shows that like he was right in like leave, leaving Congo. And I think Keno, like, can eat a loss as well. Yeah, because he'll he's get been doing other a, te- He's been doing a lot of winning, and Nakajima also just lost like against Jake. So I think he kind of like needs a singles win more. Yep. And then the GHC Junior Tag uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match: Yohan Tadasuke versus Atsushi Kotobi and Seki Yoshioka, which should be really good. Yeah. And then oh, also June six June seventeenth is Sugera versus Lee in Nagoya, and then on September. We already have a match for the N1 final show, Paul. <laughs> yeah. What Josh Barnett match? versus Masakatsu Funaki. On well, I guess September we, know, 3rd we, definitely, and... we definitely know that Funaki isn't going to be in the N1. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's good, good, I think. And that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I also don't that's think good. Funaki wants to do that. <laughs> but, Paul, let me ask you. This got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be an all-Japan wrestler in the N1? Because there's enough spots available. I mean, I could. I mean, Soya was in the N1, so... I think it's only fair in the champion to, carnival. Uh, in the champion carnival, yes. So I think it's only fair to put a uh, ultra uh, Japan wrestler in the N one. Well, let me ask you this, Paul: Do you send a Ryuki Honda or a Yuma Anzai, or do you send a top name? I mean, I would be trying to think who would be like the equivalent of Manabu Soya on the ultra Japan roster. Suwama, kind of. I mean, technically, it would be a Shino. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna do that. No. Well, it's funny you bring up Suwama because I think you should you should send Suwama. Yeah, because you have like a built-in match with him and Keno and everything. He's a name, and he can he can eat losses. Yeah, and he and he'll finish with a well. and he he'll finish with a winning record too. Yeah, so 
So I think that actually would make sense. Like, obviously, it would be, like, amazing if they sent, in, like, a Kento or, like, a Yuma, but that gets, like, difficult. It's just, like, who can difficult. he lose to and everything. Whereas with Suvama, it's just, like, yeah, he can lose. Like, I mean, I don't think... I don't think it's even the worst idea doing a Keno versus Suwama final. Oh, you think Keno's winning the N1? I mean, obviously he is because he got put in the trash bag of winning. But Well, I mean, it's, I feel like it's either him or Go are really the only ones. Yeah, and Go is an attack. And I feel like yeah. this Axis thing is going to take up more time. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, it would be very weird to have a Suwama versus Keno N1 final, but... I could definitely see that as, like, I mean, at the very least, like, if it is going to be Suwama, then, and they don't do it as a final, then I think they're definitely going to be in the same block at the very least. Yeah. Because you do want, you do want, like, but in that case, like, because, like, Suwama is going to be doing a lot of losing to Keno right now, so. Yeah. Like, would that be something where, like, they put them in the same block, and then, like, I don't know, someone else goes to the final, and Subama like spoils Keno like in the uh, like on the final block night. Yeah, it's also, that's like, actually not a bad. Subama is going to be a different character by then as well. Not going to be this Subama. Too. Right, 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 right. Even though I sort of want this Keno versus Subama thing to continue. Yeah, but like Keno is also like someone where like right now he's very clearly the baby face, but he can also like turn that on a dime where he's the heel now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which again, uh, that's so... still kind of what Congo is. Like Congo is still. Like the heel is leaning between us, really. Yeah, definitely. So he kind of can play any role, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't think you can... I don't know. I just feel like Kano is so hot right now, it feels like. So yeah. oh, no, I have no, him win the N1 again. Like, like yeah. we're going to look back at this. Like, whenever like we're looking back at like Kano's career, like this, this is going to be very easily identifiable. It's like, this was his peak. Or is his peak. Like, yeah. he's still in it. Right? Yeah. I think it'll last a while. Yeah. So that's pro wrestling Noah. But wait, there's more, Paul. We have something else to talk about. Oh, yeah. The King of DDT final. Uh, Well, not the whole show. No. (laughs) Because uh, Uh, I think, uh, wait, uh, let me see if I can find exactly what I wrote to you when I watched this show. Uh, Or when I started watching this show. Uh, Yeah. yeah, so I basically I asked you, uh, uh, yeah, you said, also I watched the King of DDT semis and finals, and then my next uh, one was, just those two are the whole show, and you were just the tournament matches, to which I then responded, okay, so I can keep pressing forward on this Pheromones match, because <laughs> I had no interest in watching that. <laughs> uh, so that was on May 21st in Cork and Hall in front of only 677 fans. Uh, DDT has not been doing good. No. Drawing lately. Corkin or anywhere, really. No, it, it, it's been a while as well, like, that they've just kind of drawn horribly. Actually, recently, because actually it's another thing where, like, I'm going to, like, resubscribe to Big Japan Core because they've actually fixed the upload schedules. Oh, have um, they? Okay. Yeah, so I actually looked at, like, the two shows they had after uh, after the big Yokohama show, and one of the shows is just... Uh, like, it was in Osaka, but it was in, like, one of the smaller venues in Osaka. And, like, really, like, Dragon Gate, those, like, random house shows in there. And the other promotion that runs there is DDT. And, like, Big Japan drew, like, 200 people in there, which already was, like, a super great number. But, like, DDT runs that venue, and they draw, like, 120 people. Oof. Which is bad. I mean, they always had problems outside of Tokyo. Yeah. But, like, but they can't even draw in worse. Tokyo. 
Yeah, yeah. No, like they're they're the promotion that is by far hurt the most by Corrigan Hall being burned out because that was always like what they could rely on and they can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So before we go into the tournament matches, did you want to watch? I didn't watch the extreme title match. Did you? Uh. Yeah, I did watch the extreme title match. How was it? I thought it was a pretty good. Like it was kind of unfortunate. So because the main thing coming out of that was Shonma Katsumada. Uh, broke his ankle, uh, and it was a really good. And it, it like he he injured his ankle in the match, and it's very obvious when it happened. Like it's not graphic, so if you want to go and watch it, like you're not gonna see like his foot like being like turned like the wrong way or whatever. Like that that's not what happened. But it's very clear. Like once you know that he's injured, basically there's like a table set up like between the ring and the barricade. And like Shunma like is going for like a springboard move on Okatani and Okatani like shoves him to the outside and like Shunma goes through the table and it like it was very clearly a planned spot, but Shunma like goes through the table feet first and then he like comes up crawling and he like crawls into the ring and he like tries to like stand up, put weight on his foot and he can't and he like goes back down. And then like Okatani comes in the ring and like immediately like Shunma like rolls him up for like the one two three. Like it was an incredibly weird finish because it was actually a good match up until that point. And mm-hmm. then once Shunma got in like it came out that he was injured, like it made sense why they did that. Like it was basically like the the finish where like after like Owen Hart broke uh like after the injury happened with Austin and uh, Owen Hart where uh, where Austin broke his neck and then he like rolled up uh Owen Hart afterwards to win the match and this was kind of similar where like Shunma was very clearly injured and couldn't continue so they just like did the roll-up finish to end the match the way they wanted to but yeah Shunma had to like vacate the title now and yeah it's a bit of a shame and like a broken ankle that's also like that can take a really long time if you're unlucky also had to vacate the tag titles yeah tag titles too so it just really comes at like the wrong time I think he was really like Shun Mao was having a good tag year as a tag team. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he was really like someone that was like hitting his strides. I think he's like, I think he's either like just thirty or like below thirty. So he's really like a guy that is like coming into his own right now. So it's really unfortunate timing. But yeah, these things happen. Maybe Mao can step up in his absence or something. Yeah, but I mean, we've been waiting for that for like how long now? <laughs> uh so the uh oh okay we'll say this i guess other news saki akai is retiring yeah that's a shame uh she's gotten really good i thought yeah too i mean she's um, kind of done everything i assumed she would realistically do but i don't know I, I, I would have just hoped that she just sticks around because i think she's really entertaining yeah but uh she she never got a princess of princess title run did she no, I mean, she's really only had, like, two matches in Tokitoshi Pro. Oh, that's right. When she was the tag team title champion <laughs> with... Do you, uh, not, do you want to be shoot trash, Gerard? <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> this isn't even a demasking, really, but yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's breaking kayfabe. <laughs> do you no, think there'll be yeah, any no, more no, no. Saki Saba matches in Tokyo Joshi? Yeah. I, I, I am actually curious if they're going to stick to kayfabe where, like, Saki-sama also announces her retirement or if they're just kind of, like, she's just going to move on. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it is a shame, and it is kind of a big hit for, like... I think it is it is a hit for DDT, definitely, because she was just such a, like, 
prominent part of the roster, even though she wasn't really like pushed super strongly. But they had uh, her feature matches on big shows. Exactly. Like remember all the stuff they did. What was the match? It was um, Saki Akai and uh, Akiyama versus Asuka and um, was it Hino? Yeah, I think so. And they did all that hype for that match. And she has really good chemistry with Brooks. So, like, Brooks yeah. is probably going to win that title. So, mm-hmm. that actually is something you could have actually run as a title challenge. Yep. So, that's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, I saw a friend of the show, uh, Avelki, brought, brought up a good point. Now that the crowd cheerings are back, you're probably going to see a bunch of retirements. Yeah. Also, retirements draw. <laughs> the, yeah, they draw. So they're probably going to like spread them out, but yeah, I also wouldn't be surprised if, for example, like especially, I think especially in DDT, there's like a few guys there that have been like with DDT since the beginning that are probably like wanting to like wrap stuff up now. Yeah. Well, we already saw like Himeka retiring Yeah. in stardom, and I assume, uh, I think Tenzon will be done by early next year. Yeah, I think Tenzon is done. Uh, I think Sanjiro Takagi, I think if he just wants to like, because he just has a lot of shit to do as well. So I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if he like retires. Mm-hmm. Then so I, I think this is, there's a retire, there'll be a retirement. Shuji Ishikawa actually is another one. I think that is like a stealth candidate Who? for that. Shuji Ishikawa. You think so, eh? I mean, he looks like he's hurting a lot and I don't know if he just wants to keep. He's still in pretty good shape physically. He is. He is, but. Like he got into better shape as his body, de- like his. Yeah, as his joints and bones probably have like declined, he got like his outside into better shape. I mean, it's probably also because like that helps with like that weight as well, because he doesn't have to carry all that fat around anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, no, um, I I do agree that we're probably going to see like an increase in like retirements going forward. mm -hmm. So to the tournament itself, I didn't watch any of the other tournament matches. Did you? Other than the ones on this show. Um, I heard what was it? There's one in the first round, Higuchi versus Yusuke Okada. I should go back and watch that. Uh, actually, yeah, uh, that that probably would be like right up. I heard that was good, well. but oh, surprise! Okay, Okada, like what is Okada doing in this company? Being a job. He's he he's like, barely anywhere ahead than he was in all Japan before he he's started getting worse jobbed off out. Than he was in all Japan, because like really, the only way you can argue that he's better off than he was in all Japan is because he got a. He got a shot at the like universal title, but he got that like immediately upon entering, and then he hasn't done yep. anything since then. No. Like I and think Tajiri's at the very gone. least in all Japan, there would have been like a chance, like I don't know, for him to like do something. He's just doing actually nothing. If he if he had waited and Tajiri had left, he'd be in a lot better shape. Yeah, he'd probably be in like the the like new home army and everything, and like. I don't know if he would be like a strongly pushed guy, and I, I, I would. Would they have made? Him I would have made him a junior champ. I would have made him a junior champion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely would have given him a shot at the title. Like, I would still make Atsuki like the ace of that division, but like, he's definitely a guy like you can put the title on and everything. Yeah, definitely. So it's just frustrating because I had such high hopes. But anyway, to the tournament itself. Finally, semifinal: Kazusada Higuchi defeated Yuki Ueno in 10 minutes and 57 seconds with a brain claw slam. This was, I don't want to, I thought this was just a smidge below the main event. It wasn't as dramatic, but it was like them just throwing bombs at each other right out of the gate. Like Higuchi using his power and Ueno using his like speed and technique. It was just great. Yeah. 
I I really really liked the uh, uh, the final one, so I don't think this one got really close to that because I think this one was like a little bit too short. Like they got ten minutes, but yeah. I feel like they could have done more as well. But yeah, no, I think the structure that they did do was really really good. Where like Oena just constantly like avoided Higuchi, and he just made Higuchi like seem like a killer as well, because he was like really yeah. quick to like trying to get all out of all of like Higuchi stuff, and then Higuchi just like he just like annihilated him at the end. Yeah, Ueno took some crazy bumps and stuff yeah. to put it all over. And then next up, Chris Brooks defeated Junakiyama in 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Fair to say that this is the biggest win of Brooks's career. He beat him with the Praying Mantis Bomb. I don't think it was as good as the first semifinal, but it's still good. And Akiyama was playing the old surly man because he attacked Brooks before the bell, threw him out of the ring and everything like that, roughed him up, but... Uh, you know, and like he Brooks like kicked out of a bunch of stuff before putting him away and everything like that. Yeah, no, I, I also liked the first semifinal more, but I also, but again, I thought this was still a good match, and I liked the structure because, as you said, like Akiyama was just like the grumpy dude where he's like, no, prove yourself to me, essentially. Yeah, like, this exactly. was like a thing where like Brooks had to like prove that he can do it. He had to like overcome like, I mean, a literal like all-time legend of wrestling. To get to the final and he managed to actually do it and that crowd was like hot for him as well like they wanted him to win this mm-hmm. uh and before we go to the final i forgot to note on this show okada was in the zero match yeah he was in the, the dark match mentioned pheromones match that i yeah fast forward on. Just, just to put things into perspective yeah and, and then the final chris brooks defeated Kazusada Higuchi in 24 minutes and 28 seconds with a ground octopus stretch. This was wrestled like a big, you know, like a Higuchi, Higuchi match. Like, this is a big, dramatic, like, you know, main event in Japan style. The drama, the brutality with the headbutts. Like, how hard Brooks was getting thrown into those barriers at Korokin oh, yeah. by Higuchi was like, that was more than just your regular throw into the barriers. He was just fought, tossing him in there so hard yeah. and everything like that. And, uh, you know, Brooks survived a lot. And then when Higuchi was going for a running lariat from across the ring, Brooks caught him in the ground cobra, uh, sorry, the ground octopus stretch. Uh, so it was a bit of like, I don't want to say the finish came out of nowhere, but it sort of did at the same time. But I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was like Brooks using his like wild, against like the power of Higuchi and everything like that. So like the crowd was into it and it was probably the right move. And it's obviously the, it's time to get that title off uh, the KOD title off of, um, you know, Hino. I love Hino, but he's not a champion. <laughs> like, no, especially not a long-term one. Um, but yeah, no, I actually love this match. I actually went four and a half stars on this. I thought this was really, really good. Uh, yeah. As I said, like it, it really felt like basically like, the way they played this, yeah, like if the finish came out of Nova, but it made sense because it's essentially Brooks survived Higuchi, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this felt like. Higuchi just dominated this match, and he just, like, like Brooks just, like, barely managed to, like, cling on to life throughout, like, the entire match. Like, he got his hope spots and everything, but, like, this was, like, a Higuchi match. And I also have to say, like, Higuchi looks even more scary with the shaved head. Yes. Oh, yeah. He already was scary before, but he looks like an absolute complete psychopath of the shaved head. For sure. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Like he actually, I, like, I, psychopath. Like I would. Oh, do you know how long he? Yeah. 
Do you know how long ago he shaved that head? Because I haven't been watching DDT lately. Uh, I think I don't know if he shaved. I think he shaved it after he lost the title. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I also he, don't he exactly would have. Yeah. Remember the timeline. I'm pretty sure he he would have. Yeah, but he feels like a serial killer. Like he's basically like you know it's like he's just like this like incredibly just like just unstoppable force essentially. Where like like you you don't really beat him. You just kind of like you get lucky essentially. Like like it's literally like it's like the old task phrase where it's just like 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 survive if i let you essentially Be- beat me if you can survive yeah. if i let you yeah like that's what this feels like so no he just is just like this unstoppable monster and then brooks had to like figure out a way how to deal with that and and he did yeah. manage to find a way where he was like okay i can like if i can grab him like into this hole i know i can like tap him out and he did so no um, i thought this was really good i think it was pr- it's probably the right time to go with brooks because of you know He's been there so long, and he's mm-hmm. built up a following, and business is what it is. But I don't know what Higuchi's future holds, and that's also not great. No. But like, Hino, he to me, do? is also I... like someone... You know, Higuchi is to me is someone that I'm, I'm always like... He would just fit in so much better in Noah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just style-wise and everything. And I get that mm-hmm. they don't really do that, but, like, I don't know. I, 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 th- would, I would let them do it. I mean, it's not I think like there's even, an hour. Yeah. Do you like? I I know that I don't think DDT looks at attendances like the way that other companies do, but I still feel like Higuchi has been punished in some. I like it's just something in my gut tells me I have no proof, but Higuchi still got punished for not like helping put butts. And in that's seats. why he had to shave his head. Well, no. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, okay, so we went with the serious guy, and he didn't mm-hmm. do anything. So let's go with another like wacky guy like brooks yeah i mean i guess so but yeah i mean i kind of don't blame them because it's just like i think they're very much and like let's just throw shit against the wall and see what sticks kind of like situation yeah i agree it's not like like because what else can they really do like really the only other thing they can do is like endo but they're still like that's like a long-term thing or like they need to rebuild endo after he got knocked out by nakajima that is a definite long-term thing like that just like fucked them over like it fucked them over so much more than i even thought it would because at the time i thought that that like it's gonna do damage from ddt but i thought that they would recover from that like relatively quickly but they still haven't no they and haven't. obviously no. like takeshita leaving for america doesn't help well that that didn't help either but, yeah but it didn't help that you know endo finally beating takeshita for the kod title i mean to be fair he or... kind of bombed in that first title defense against ueno yeah in yokohama so like they were already kind of struggling then but i think they're struggling even more now yeah for sure so we'll see i mean you know and actually just something as well that i just recently thought about again as well because i was like oh yeah you because yuji hino is like the kod title like or the kod champ did we ever find out if anything like happened while he was in all japan or if that was always just supposed to be the short like run that he had there sorry who uh hino when was hino in all japan he was in 2018. Remember, he had that great run in the Champion oh, Carnival? Oh, yes, in the Champion Carnival. And then he right. made it to the semifinals of the Royal Road as well. Right. And then he ended up in 0-1. Yeah. Because he basically oh, had he like a... a six-month run in like all Japan, and then he would never went back. Well, if he has beef, it would probably be with Akiyama, wouldn't it? Yeah, but obviously he doesn't because Akiyama, like, he's the champion in DDT. <laughs> well... It's sort of interesting that All Japan could not give him something regular. Zero One did 
for yeah. a while before he left. Yeah, yeah, so. I, yeah I don't know. Like it, it's, it was just a very because I just remember because that run was so good. That like Ada twenty eighteen carnival was great, but I like he was like a standout. Like that match mm-hmm. he had with like with Shingo, that's like still yeah. one of my like favorite like recent dish like carnival matches, excluding finals. Yeah, for sure. That was just absolute top tier stuff. And then I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is like he's a guy now in all Japan. And then he stuck around and he had like a good run in the Royal Road. And then that was it, basically. He's never been, he hasn't had a single match in all Japan. Hmm. And he's like a guy that bounces around like everywhere. Has he signed to DDT? I think. I think he's signed now to DDT, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, no, Cage Match still has him as a freelancer, but I don't know. I think he's, I don't know. Because he, he, whatever, Zero One, like, had that exodus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely not so. signed there anymore. Yeah. No, he left before some of those other guys, didn't he? He. Yeah, I think he was like one of the first ones to leave. Yeah, because I think. Oh yeah, so he's been like a regular. Yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, it was just like, and and then he popped up in nowhere right after when they did the hooligans run, but that, like, he was pushed really strong. No, that was before. And then he just left as well. No, no, no. The the hooligans thing was after the all Japan run. Oh right. I mean, before zero one. Yeah, before zero one. Yeah, but like it was basically like he, like he goes straight from like all Japan to like Noah, and then and again at that time that's not an upgrade. <laughs> like that's we're talking about like twenty eighteen <laughs> Noah year. Yeah, yeah, definitely bigger in twenty eighteen than yeah than Noah. And then yeah, he like they form hooligans, and then they that kind of goes nowhere, and then he like leaves as well. Yeah, I, just a very weird career. Yep. K Dojo oh, trainee. Yeah, that's also like Cody Hall era of Noah. Like that's. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he yeah. he has a really interesting game because he's just like he's just like in K Dojo like forever, and then he goes to Wrestle One, and then he has that All Japan run, and he goes to Zero One, and Noah, and then DDT. Like, yeah, fascinating person. Not mm-hmm. a, not a top guy champion, but like always entertaining whenever you see him. Oh yeah, he's a challenger. He's a tag team champion. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, how can you not love him? He's like a just massive slab of meat with a gigantic Audi belly button. Uh, yeah, the Audi belly button the, makes it. Yeah, his his finisher is the fucking bomb, and his theme is called Evil Flame. Like, there's literally mm-hmm. no element of him that isn't cool. Yeah. So, uh, but I think it's... T- I'm curious what happens, what he does after he loses. Is he going to move on, or...? I mean, that's kind of been the, like, pattern with him, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in DDT too, like before. Oh, because he yeah. said he went to Wrestle One. Yeah, no, but he did go to Wrestle One. Well, yeah, but I mean, wasn't his first post K JoJo thing DDT? Uh, yeah, he did have like an original DDT run, but I don't know how long that one actually went. Because what didn't he win the KOD title then too? Let's take a look. Oh Jesus, he has. Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so he. Oh my God, he has won so many titles. Holy shit. Yeah, he has. He is actually a two-time KOD champion. Yeah, yeah. and the first time he won it was in 2012. So yeah, you know, he did have yeah. that. Okay, so then just to quickly finish off, I'm just going to list off all of the titles that he has won because it's so many. Uh, so obviously, like his first title was like he was like strongest K tag champion, and he won the like he won the singles champion. He won like the those belts like a couple more times, and then he has his like DDT run where he gets like the KOD tag champion, and he's like. Like he's like immediately like wins that title a bunch of times. Then he wins like the KOD open weight, and like again a bunch of like 
six man tag team champions. He's he was the king of freedom world champion. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wins the Wrestle One Championship. Uh, he wins the uh, he was a Kyushu Pro Tag Team Champion apparently. <laughs> he wins the NWA Inter- Intercontinental Tag Team Championship with Masato Tanaka. He has a 47 day title reign as GHC Tag Champion with Tanaguchi. Oh, and he yeah, has that man. he has that zero one World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's still like probably one of the more like memorable singles title reigns. Apparently mm-hmm. he held the Kyushu Pro Championship for 508 days. And then, yeah, like, a bunch more tag team champions and then, like, the KOD, like, second reign now, which, I don't know if that was a really good reign. Like, it was surprising when he beat Higuchi in the first place and, like, I haven't really heard much buzz about, like, his title defenses since then. Not at all. So. Yeah. Fascinating, man. Yeah, because that... Incredibly weird career. That 0-1 um, t- uh, t- world title reign, he has that match against um, Okabayashi. Yeah. No, that was really good. He also has that uh, 2019 match at Sumo Hall uh, with Big Japan, where it's him and Okabayashi versus Sekimoto and Walter. Oh, that's right, yes. Which is also an amazing tag match as well. And Walter was the WWE UK champion in that match. Was he actually already? Did he already? Yeah, yeah. right, that was 2019. He yeah, yeah, so he had to have already. Sekimoto had pointed at the belt. Oh, yeah. God, that would have been something. Because. Because that's when there were rumors that Sekimoto was going to be a trainer for NXT Japan or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh god. I'm happy we like we didn't we don't live in that world. <laughs> I mean, maybe the trade-off for that is Corona happened, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also like the last time that like Big Japan ran like Sumo Hall, right? I don't think they've gone back there since then. I don't believe so. Yeah. No. no fascinating career like it's like if you actually go back and like look at like all of the stuff that he's been in it's like oh yeah right he he did that i forgot about that <laughs> well it's nice to like i like those journeymen are cool though yeah no and i do like that japan still has them like it's a, it's a shame that like the us kind of like it got killed by wins so yeah yeah i mean on the topic while we're like just quickly plugging something um uh, everyone, uh, if you haven't listened to it, you should listen to the currently ongoing Behind the Bastard series on Vince McMahon. Like it's it's a podcast I really love anyway, and they're currently doing like a six part series on like basically going for like all of the stuff that Vince has done and really entertaining. Like you're probably gonna be familiar with like most of the stuff they're talking about there, but it's like it's always like kind of crazy to like have it all like laid out. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to listen, but I want to. Yeah, I mean they 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 just released like the third part and really good all right so next time we come back we will find out what happens in all japan because i think some things are some things are getting set up and everything like that so we'll have a lot to talk about and so maybe for... because there's also going to be a big japan korokan so if there's anything noteworthy coming out of it maybe we'll talk about that too but that depends okay. on what they do for sure all right then for paul vosh i'm gerard detroit and we'll talk to you in two weeks BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland 
in today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.